Welcome to the Smartest Amazon Seller podcast where I am not actually the smartest Amazon seller out there. I, I get help from everyone else and then collectively we are and I'm helping you guys become the smartest Amazon seller in the room because I mean, if I'm the journalist, I'm out there like figuring out what's working, what's not, and I'm giving it to you in the best way. These are essentially secrets to making your business shift in a better direction. I, I know that even ideas I've gotten from this podcast have uh, been six-figure differences to our business. Like uh, every single day, I'm impacted from input from guests on this show and from other sellers reaching out to me. I, I, I could go on and on and on about it, but I'm committed to you guys and I've got some really good stuff uh, in store. But today, you know, usually I'm talking about spreadsheets, data, APIs. That's my jam. I mean, I was literally coding 20 minutes ago and I decided, okay, it's time to do a podcast. But today I'm going to, we're going to be talking business. Now I do lead our, uh, a, a team of people trying to get new accounts for a uh, buy boxer, trying to gain new suppliers and find more profitable ones, trying to lean into suppliers to give us better terms. I've heard uh, Larry Labarsky talk about how, you know, you make money on the buying side. And I couldn't agree more. Um, when I decided to start selling on Amazon in 2013, one of the reasons that I really loved the business is that we were profitable from day one. Day one, we were making purchases and, and like we held inventory that was more valuable on the streets than what we paid for it. So if you're making calculated decisions, um, that that's how it is. If if your product is uh, has you know a competitive edge over your competitors, then uh, you you're holding on to an asset onto money. And so so think of it that way and and believe it. It will make a difference. So let me first go off and 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 uh, tell a little story about how in 2017 a. A boy three years younger than myself right now. I went to China with my cousin, actually two cousins. One of them spoke uh, fluent Chinese and his older brother is a private label seller, uh, quite successful in his own right and very creative. I've had him on the podcast. Uh, his name's Chase. Uh, check out that episode if you want to learn more about him. But when we went to China in 2017, it was to talk to his uh, suppliers, people that had helped his private label business grow. We made contact with two uh, different people. He has a sourcing agent. Actually, they, they, they kind of both were sourcing agents, but one of them did more of his logistics and one of them did uh, more of the uh, negotiating with the manufacturer. And, you know, this was an awesome trip. First off, the, the flights were cheap. We got to China for like $500. Uh, ho hopefully coronavirus doesn't ruin that forever. But, you know, they rolled out the carpet for us. You know, they were they were organizing taxis for us. They took us out to dinners. I highly recommend if you go to China, you got to go to a dinner with like a local to help you order the good food. I've been to China without a local ordering food and it was kind of a disaster. Um, but when you go with like 
people that really know it. It's just a full-on experience. Highly recommend it. But what did we leave this trip with? I mean, sorry, like there was more. We visited the warehouses. We could see face-to-face some certain things. We even met their family. Like they were uh, very happy to have us there. They took us to massage parlor parlors. Not that kind that you're thinking of. I mean, we're, we're, we're a bunch of classy guys, but... Um, and well, either way, that's a distraction. But what we left with is relationships. While we, while he had already done business with them, uh, I guarantee you, when he came back, he was excited to do more business, and so were they. Everyone knew that like we were building onto something, and uh, that's how you get attention. Last, sorry, two weeks ago, I identified a product that I thought would do really well, and. I emailed uh, this sourcing agent and she just like, she bent over backwards, gave me three quotes from three different suppliers. And, you know, I and she's, we're eager to uh, take this to the next step. And so that's just kind of like the, what, like you're building relationships. And this is a story about, you know, a Chinese supplier, but I'm actually going to talk more about, you know, U.S. suppliers and manufacturers. Um, because I get a question a lot about, hey, how can I get a supplier go to exclusive with me? How can I uh, get them to allow me to sell? And, you know, for a little while, I kind of struggled with an answer. I was like, oh, it's kind of hard, you know, because of this, this, this. But then again, the answer is actually easier. It's um, just ask yourself, why would they say no? Ask them, what are they looking for? What do they want? And if you're that answer, they're going to say yes every single time. So this is essentially sales. And I am no salesman, but when I'm in New York right now and uh, I'm out here to talk with suppliers, I really wanted us to like refresh our relationships. And so I you know, reached out and, and I even called people up. I called uh, suppliers and be like, hey, Here's where we are. This is what we want to do. And if we got a chance, you know, I know COVID's going on. We'll come in with masks and like we'll meet in person. Like we just really want to build a relationship where both of us have a chance to come out winning. And I, my first phone call, I made some very rookie mistakes. You know, I, I asked them like, hey, are you looking to add new accounts? And terrible question to ask because you're giving them an out. You're giving them a way to say no to you. This is classic sales, uh, and I won't pretend to be an expert on that, but I do know that, like, you know, as you are doing it, you're only going to get better. And so, but listen to them, you know, call them up, ask them what kind of supplier are there, what, 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 the person you're on the phone with, what do they care about? And if you can solve those problems, it's a guaranteed yes. And, um, sometimes Amazon sellers can solve those problems and they don't even realize it. Their problem is usually they just want more sales. And so then again, maybe you already have the relationship. How do you take that relationship to the next level? And the truth is, is money talks. And if you are able to demonstrate, you know, that you are going to, to help their business grow, and they know it, and you know it, and everyone knows it, like you're going to move forward. So 
that's just keep that in the in the back of your mind as you're growing your business that you know these suppliers are not just you know this is a part of the business that it, that actually requires a, a human element it's not just applying and get uh, online and getting a list if you want the best prices you're going to have to be talking to a person you're going to invest in those relationships and that may even mean uh, you know meeting up with them in some fashion I know a few people that when they look to sourcing their products, they are actually looking in their neighborhood. <laughs> They're looking in their city. They're looking in their state because meeting in person is so valuable to, you know, taking things to the next level. You know, invite them out to lunch if you can. Anything to um, give them a chance to hear more about you and think about the world through your eyes and you can hear about what they are interested in and uh, in in business. And so I, I would say, you know, first off, just always like ask them questions and find out what they are. People like talking about themselves. Everyone thinks that they're unique. Let them prove it to you. And then you'll start to start turning some more no's into yeses. So what are the com most common reasons that suppliers are saying no? What are the, uh, I mean, the, I would say the most common right now is that an Amazon seller is not adding value to their brand. And are they right? They could be right. Are you adding value to their brand? But you most likely are, even if you're in the FBA program, I would say already you're adding value. Amazon FBA like the net promoter score of FBA like is just through the roof. People like it. I don't know anyone that's like done prime and be like, oh, nope, too expensive, not worth it. I have never met anyone that has said that. So you need to let them know if they don't that you are allowing their products to be FBA. Now, they may know that. Now, let's take it a next step. Okay, what other ways are you gonna offer value? You can do whatever pricing that they want. They may want you to price really low. And just you being in the marketplace kind of creates that, you call it liquidity or, I don't know, friction or whatever. Like repricing, repricers is working against each other. Like you have a chance to like lower the price and, and can help move more units. Pricing could be its own thing. I don't know if I would lead do with that, but I would say that we follow MAP. We have a track record of, of doing this, and we follow uh, what pricing you guys wish. Then one thing that we say is we bring the FBA experience to their long tail and their mid-tier products. Products that, like I would say, a third of our catalog, there is no other prime seller. That should be a, a leading point. We should be able to tell people like, hey, this brand is just going to get better exposure. And then another thing that we lead with is that we are low maintenance. We are a purchase order and an invoice. That's it. So many relationships that we have have been going on for years. And that's that. Maybe an email here or there. Check in for a new catalog, new price list. But that's how we operate. Maybe they want a high maintenance. Maybe they want someone that, that actually builds their brand on Amazon. And you should not forget this. If, if you are hungry for uh, someone's products in their business, you can prove to them that you will make their product pages better. You'll invest in their brand. You'll create bundles and kits and variations and all of that 
to increase the exposure, the, the likelihood of, of shoppers purchasing that brand. And um, I mean, I this isn't a secret, but there are many sellers that even in the wholesale game that they create new product pages. That's what their game. That's what they do. And, you know, some of them don't work out, but some of them like they get great margins on. And if you're able to tell your supplier or your vendor that like, hey, I, I optimize pages. I do this. And I, I've figured out, you know, I've been listening to the Smartest Amazon Sellers podcast talking about product photography and, you know, copy and, and titles and enhanced brand content. And you're just like, yeah, I've got this. Well, once you get experience doing that and you can relay them and show them your work, make their brand look better on Amazon. Okay. You're approaching this conversation a little bit differently. They're not going to see you the same as others. And so you just need a chance to talk about that. Many of them probably haven't. And if they had like, Prove your value. Find out the reasons that they're going to say no. And then if, if you can't figure out what they need and, and, and solve those issues, then they're going to always say no. That's I personally wish like I could just tell you how to be a salesman better, but every single conversation is a persuasion, as a sales. Right now, we want to be buying higher quantity products and start, tr- tr- try to negotiate for 5, 10, 15, 20% discounts because the, the bigger the discount that is, the more we're going to buy. And even China is very blatant about that. They want you to buy deep. That's why they have these pricing tiers. You know, you buy 100 units, you get this. You buy 500, you're going to get this price. And if you buy 5,000, you're going to get our rock bottom price. You know what? If you ordered 50,000 products from them, I guarantee you they'd still go lower and really negotiate, lean into those relationships and I think it will only just do you well. So, you know, every single person listening to this probably also has an advantage over my company, Buy Boxer. We aren't that nimble. Why do you think we caught up to the likes of Etails and Bigfly? Because we used to be more nimble than them. Now, I don't know if I could describe us as, as that. And, you know, many of our suppliers, like we ignore, we're too low maintenance. We don't listen. We're not we're not catching up with product updates and 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 what's going on with each brand. Uh, I, I know many small sellers know their brands better than we do. I, I know the top level information. I don't know them, you know, deeply. We're not we're not super knowledgeable of every category of every category. We just have like a cursory knowledge on top of them all. So lean into that. You can beat us in 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 these relationships. I guarantee it. I mean, you guys do. I've seen that happen. So, you know, don't give them excuses to hang up. When I was making some phone calls, it only took me once or twice to to figure out the mistakes that I was making. And so put yourself a, you know, you could even write, if this is not your jam, write yourself a script that you can talk to and make sure that you're hitting the best points and make sure you include in those like chances for them to talk about, you know, themselves and, so there's lots of ways to find suppliers. Um, Google is your best tool. You know, Google for suppliers in your state, in your city. Um, I know when we were looking for legit suppliers, we got a, a large list and we made sure that they had a website 
and you know a physical location we wanted to make sure that we were working with people that you know had built up a business and would be able to serve what we're looking for and that's you know the ability to go really deep and then we're talking about like you know we want to we want to focus on container type purchases more than you know little things here and there you get efficiencies in your supply chain in your sorry in your prep your fba prep if you do if you do that so um and then, you know, just start talking, just keep talking, 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 Facebook and Instagram. People are willing to share some of their suppliers, maybe not all their suppliers, but I guarantee you people will say a name and you could look into that. I mean, if, uh, I mean, I'm obviously hesitant to say a name, but like you look at any major distributor and we've looked at them before, I guarantee you that's, uh, one thing that we've done. And, um, so uh, if you've got, if you've built a relationship with other sellers, like they'll start to, you know, trust you a little bit more. And to, I, I've even gotten suppliers' names from people on my Instagram. I went on, and uh, this may not work for everyone, but I asked, like, hey, looking to reach out to some new suppliers. This is what we want to do. This is what we're looking for. And I probably got about eight names. So. These people gave me these names because I gave them enough value that they want to do that. And even a few of them gave me introductions. So how cool is that? I, if you give, you know, you build relationships with, with everything, like it, you're going you're gonna to get value in return. So that's what I've got to say. So when it comes to like whether or not like someone will go so exclusive with you uh, or semi-exclusive, you know, being one of their authorized sellers, if you continue to create value for them, then they will listen and you can turn some of those no's into yeses. And, you know, you're going to get rejected. We get rejected all the time. We onboard two suppliers and we lose one. That's just how the game goes. So uh, brush that off on your shoulders, but like, but lean into this and, you know, this should be a shot of like excitement that like, you know, you, you can out hustle buy boxer guaranteed. Thank you for all the value you guys give me. Um, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, share the YouTubes that you liked. You know, share the podcast on a, on a group. Uh, it's uh, tremendously complimentary to me. I will always be uh, grateful to you. You guys pump me up all the time. And so I'm going to do the same back. And I've got a lot of good stuff in store. Um, and thanks for making this whole experiment experience like worthwhile. If you like these episodes... Um, listen to my awkward days back when I would say um and uh way too much, like three times as much, but listen to them. I, I can't listen to them because I you know, don't love my own voice, but like there are some real nuggets there. Today, a few people were going ham about how my PPC strategies netted them some serious sales at a super low ACOS and I have really netted them some more money. Someone's rolled out coupons to much success. Listen to my episode about coupons. I highly recommend that one. I love coupons. Um, they are dynamite on Amazon. Every single product, like literally every single product on Amazon should have a coupon. Convince me why they shouldn't. Uh, and then if you, and someone's listened to my episode talking about variations and they're nailing it. So there's a lot of great stuff. And I, I wish, you know, my only wish is that there were more that could share and, and I had more time in the day. But 
thank you and uh, make sure you subscribe and I'll catch you on the next week. Take care. One, two, three. This episode has been produced by LaunchPod Media.